The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit NerdistSchool.com. Hello, I'm Sean Christopher. And I'm Kyle Sassina. And we are the co-hosts of Cite This Podcast, the Wikipedia of podcasts. Each week, we dive into the nethers of the online wikiverse, exploring the weirdest articles and even weirder lists. From top secret government projects to wild fears and phobias to over-the-top Star Wars backstories, we got it all. With special guests in comedy, comics, and more, you won't want to miss it. So come on and dive down the rabbit hole with us every Wednesday on SoundCloud and iTunes as part of the Nerdist School Network. The Navis and Frank present a comic book podcast. <laughs> Somehow that came up on mic. <laughs> right that's Frank the kind of thing you want to lean out for. <laughs> and that's where we started recording. Oh, man. It is recording. Frank, Amanda, Chris, Cameron, uh, I'm going to ask you guys to do something for me, and it may seem a little weird at first, but just just roll with me here. Um, If you guys could add an end credit scene to The Last Jedi, either to maybe make it better or to answer questions that you still have, what would it be? I would add a scene where Princess Leia floats by on an umbrella and yells, I'm Mary Poppins, bitch. <laughs> Ooh, it's a good one. Anybody else? No. I would have a scene where after Luke disappears, he reappears briefly to leave his metal hand. And says, oh, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then Does that go with him when he dies? I mean, I guess clothes do, so I guess metal appendages also do. But never cloaks. Yeah, it's never just right. Yeah. Any yeah. jacket wear. Yeah, it's just the, the immediate clothes touching the body. Yeah. The, the but primary outer. Yeah, so if you're wearing an undershirt, that's going with you. This, but this is why uh, George Lucas said uh, Leia couldn't wear a bra. Because there's if no she underwear turned into in space. a ghost, right? Then it, she just reappears a ghost in you know her bra and underwear, which was the plan all along. <laughs> Although in both versions of Return of the Jedi, when you see Anakin come back, he is just in his regular cool clothes, no no th- no Darth Vaderness. He's, He's back just... in his good guy robes. Yeah. Hey, remember when I was nice? <laughs> well, that's what my end credit scene would be. Is we cut back to Yoda as a ghost hanging out on the island, and then Luke walks up as a Jedi ghost. And then Obi-Wan shows up with some ghost beers, <laughs> and they just all hang out, fade to black. It's pretty solid. I would have ended the movie after the, um, what is it, uh, light speed suicide bomb, and then had the whole planet scene be the after credit scene. <laughs> <laughs> the world's longest after credit scene. Yes. This will probably go against what I say in the podcast, but it's the only thing that popped into my head, and that would be a little tiny chorus of a million porgs just (laughs) doing the Star Wars theme song. (laughs) Oh, I I am positive that will be out by March. You're welcome. (laughs) I'm going to be a millionaire. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast of Two Worlds. Oh, wait. It is not just the podcast of Two Worlds. This is the final crossover 
of 2017 with the Nerdist School Network Nerdy Podcast. I am joined, as always, with my co-host, Chris Fimbres. And we are joined by uh, the very talented, very special Tim Talk. Oh, hey. Gentlemen, say hello, please. Hey, this guys. is Chris. This is Cameron. Yeah, checking in with those crazy sons of bitches. And over here, we got the incomparable Novice and Frank. Say hello. Hey. Hey. Hey, hey. hey Frank. Hey, I'm, I'm Amanda. <laughs> Frank doesn't know how to use a microphone. What? Lean away. <laughs> um, and we, this is The Last Jedi. This is, yeah. this is it. Let's, let's, uh, let's dive in. <clears throat> Thoughts? I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm most excited for this podcast of all of the ones we've done this year because this is the first movie that I feel like I don't think all of us are going to be on the same page. Minus my Chris, who's always the negative Nancy of the group. <laughs> well, someone has to. Be. Someone has to be. Okay. Someone has to uh, and encourage the conflict. But yeah. I feel like this is the movie that everyone will be is a little bit split on. This this is kind of the Star Wars that has split the fan base. Your Chris is our Kylo Ren. Yes. <laughs> oh. Tied it in. All right. And you're wearing black I'm too. Gonna, yeah, I'm fine with this. Really okay. yeah. yeah. Let me go scar up. Actually, no, I have I have a massive scar. It's fine. That's true. <laughs> Not on my face. On his arm. Yeah, it's but like, my, you ever see my picture? Oh, that's yeah. a good one. That's a good visual. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> great. If you guys can see this at home, it is horrific. Yeah. yeah. You should it's, probably it's go back to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> For many reasons, I should. Uh, well, why don't we round robin just real quick? All right. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Uh, we'll see where we stand. I am on the lower end. I, I was not a big fan of it. Which is amazing because Cameron loves everything. I love I love just garbage. I <laughs> Yeah, this is actually, I watched really Ferdinand after yeah. this movie. <laughs> My God. What? I saw Ferdinand <laughs> too, which I thought of oh. man. I was kind of Welcome back Ferdinand. to the School Network podcast. Yeah. We're gonna be talking about Ferdinand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How is it I'm still surprised by your horrible taste? Every but he didn't want a bullfight, right? Like that's I, no. I want that movie to be called Just Because You're Tall Doesn't Mean You Have to Play Basketball. Because that is uh, the premise of the movie. <laughs> so just because he's a bull doesn't mean he needs to be a, a bull. fighter. A yeah. fighter. He wants to be a basketball star, right? That's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. But if you don't if you don't bullfight, then you go to the chop house. That's that's true. But why would any bull want to bullfight? They always die. Honor. No. Yeah. Right. And they don't, they don't know that they die. They don't realize that they oh, all lose. Oh, okay. What do you mean yeah. they don't realize that they die? What horrendous world like, is Ferdinand <laughs> taking not place in? Their friends don't come back? They think they're like living like a lavish lifestyle outside Oh, it's outside like Animal House without the political Animal Farm. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> also, yes, they're also, all in the frat house. It's there. very, <laughs> it's also like Animal House and yeah. that there's a big being involved <laughs> yeah. with a big personality. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. I haven't seen it. I will continue to defend my mistake. Yeah. <laughs> there's a I've, grumpy Dean trying to shut down the bullfights. Great. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you're really just hard selling this movie to me now. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars. Uh, um, Chris and I are on the negative end. I, I was disappointed walking out of it. I would like to like wait a few more days and see it a second time and maybe see if I can appreciate what they gave me because I wasn't thrilled with it the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Uh... I th- this is like the most polar. They keep they keep touting this like the most polarizing Star Wars film of all of them, and I just didn't. I really wanted to love it. I I kind of felt on the fence about it too. I was like, maybe I just need to see it again. It's really philosophical for my tastes, I guess. It's very mm. dense. It's very dense. It's so much. There's a lot it, going on. Was it actually dense? 
well, they, I think I think they tried to fit too much in. I didn't enjoy it as much as I was hoping to. So we can delve more into that later, I guess. It's okay. <laughs> it, 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 was my criticism okay? I felt like that's really like, was that right, guys? Was that a Sorry, good criticism? I saw, I saw some, no, can we do that I again? I saw some back and forth. With, with, I saw some back and forth, and I wasn't sure if I was like screaming in its microphone or if okay. All right. Sorry. Now, now, now Frank can talk. You're fine, but this goddamn Frank. Yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, <laughs> <laughs> I thought about this. No, uh, I was, I was underwhelmed, and I felt like uh, when I walked out of it, I was just like, that was it. But then yeah. a lot of people that I kind of like and respect online were raving about the movie, and I just mm-hmm. maybe kind of started thinking like, what am I missing? And I read a lot of stuff about Ryan about Ryan Jensen's intent, and I was, I could, I mean, I can't walk away and think that he doesn't care about the property or the franchise. I think he's a he had a he invested a lot. I just don't know if it uh, came across to me as a viewer. Mm. Mm. Well, like any human being, I found parts that I liked and then parts I kind of felt unnecessary. Like, there was a lot of cool shit. Like, there was parts of the movie that got me literally <laughs> excited. The back-to-back with Ray and Kylo, that was just some cool shit to see. Um, but yeah, it was overstuffed. But, I mean, seeing it, I don't know, in a, in a packed theater and people just getting excited because it's Star Wars and I think it kind of lived up Maybe not to where our expectations were, but again, I grew up in a time where the Star Wars movies were just <laughs> awful. So the fact that I got excited watching this, I say it's a plus. Well, that's that's actually I've been reading like a bunch of stuff today too, because it's like I want I really really wanted to see it again because I felt leaving it I was just like like I I said this online I'm just like I didn't realize that vague was an emotion because hmm. it just like I couldn't kind of wrap my head around it but the more I'm able to process it the more I'm able to kind of look back at it and like um as a sort of cheat sheet prep I read the visual encyclopedia book because we have it at my work oh, yeah. as I was flipping through that I was like oh damn this is super cool this is a bunch of fun stuff and it it sort of uh contextualized the thing because I think it's it's so dense that it's it borders on like almost like unaccessible. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like you're reaching into it and that you're just not grasping it. But I really like after kind of processing it and and like reading all this stuff, like I'm excited to see it again. But I also felt the same way about Force Awakens. I was gonna like ask I wasn't that. conflicted, but I left feeling like I need to see that again before I have my opinion about it. Do you think that that's their ultimate plan is that everybody leaves befuddled <laughs> enough that they go back and they buy another ticket? Maybe. Because Cameron, I kind of feel like it's op- I feel like we're kind of all on the same yeah, page, that, weirdly that's, enough. That's, yeah, kind of, is that yeah, we're kind of all? That. I think we're all kind of like I really, loved well, it. I, <laughs> that's, that's the thing is, but the, what's interesting is um, the Rotten Tomatoes of it all is ninety three percent with critics, fifty six percent with really? audiences, yeah. lower than all prequels. And all the critics that are writing about that take a nice special few sentences to just bash Rotten Tomatoes and they're like, but this is a discussion for another time. No, it's it's, funny. it's really just interesting because it's the reverse Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, where it's like all the critics are like, this is fucking wonderful. And they even, but they even pointed out like cinema score, which like rates it um, like right after um, you like see it. Mm-hmm. Like they have those people, then they just ask your opinion for it. That got, you got an A. But that's also not unimpressive. A lot of movies get that. But like initial response was like that people liked it. But then then you see fifty six percent, and Rotten Tomatoes are like, well, I don't know what the hell people are thinking so about it. I'm interested in another like real quick poll, a real quick roundabout. So did every everybody saw the Force Awakens? Mm-hmm. All right, yes. well, real quick, 
what did you all think of that? Because I think this might have an impact on what we thought about this movie. I loved Force Awakens. I also loved it, actually. I did, too. I was irritated by it. Okay. It felt too much of just a rehash of things I'd seen before. Yeah, no, I liked it. Um, kind of pumped new juice into everything. But I left with just as many questions this movie. Yes. Which I felt like uh, the, a lot of those first ones should have been answered in this one. Mm-hmm. Or at least a, a new piece revealed that yeah. kind of puts the puzzle I, I, I together. I wanted to bring that up in a minute. Yeah, I I, I liked Force Awakens. Okay. Um, I don't know, but... This, yeah, this is a tricky movie. I feel like, I was going to say, it feels to me like the people who really dug Force Awakens were kind of like, uh, with this one, because we liked the mystery and we like wanted those questions answered. And the answers to some of those questions in this movie were like, fuck you, it's not important. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also, so, like, but you know, I don't know. But ultimately, I'm happier with where the world is positioned and what was said about this world in Last Jedi than Force Awakens. Because yeah. Frank's right. It was entirely a rehash of everything we had seen before. Just s- same shit, different day, basically. New people, same stuff. And this was really just pushing it. And it all, like the thing I really, really loved about it is it like returned it to like its mysticism roots. Like there was, n- with the Force, zero science. Mm. Zero sort of that. It returned it to the to its like mystic roots, and I really liked that. I really dug that, and because you re- you forget that Star Wars is a fantasy, mm-hmm. not a science fiction film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and right. and someone like J.J. Abrams, I feel misses that, and that's something that I feel like you can see in Force Awakens that it is a little bit more like a tech heavy, bordering on like kind of prequel looking at the tech. No, I think that's that's totally fair for me with the Force Awakens. I feel like. I don't know if there's really much of a better version of that movie out there. Like, considering the work they had to do to bring everyone back on board after the prequels and, like, the setup they had to do, I feel like that's more or less about as good as we're going to get. I feel like this could have been a lot better. I think that's my big criticism of it. Like, they didn't have to make this movie, but they did. I was missing a twist. Mm-hmm. There was no twist and no <laughs> reveal in this movie, and for no. me, that's something that I I love about the, Star Wars. The twist Wars. was lightsabers are now going to be broomsticks. Yeah, yeah, I don't... I just, um, I didn't even... I don't know. I thought there was some cool stuff done, and I get and I would see it again. That's why I think it's like ah, they're tricky. They make you see it twice, but like I, I was kind of missing that there was no like Luke, I'm your father moment or anything mm-hmm. similar, you know. And I, I don't know. I don't even know where to start, guys. There's I, such there's this wonder... is so dense. This can't be like a four hour podcast. So I want to just like <laughs> dive in. I, I'm very curious uh, with the like reveal thing. Uh, Nowadays, we have so many outlets to theorize, and we have so many other shows that that kind of it could have been with, ruined with Game of Thrones. Yeah, we have so many skepticisms and theories out there that I wonder if uh, Ryan Johnson just just like, you know what, fuck it, we're not going to deal with any of that. Uh, her parents, they're just alcoholics; they sold her for alcohol. Snoke, just we're just going to do something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, he was just like tired. Uh, he, they couldn't think of something that could have that Vader moment Mm -hmm. because everyone was expecting the Vader moment. So they just went the complete opposite route. I'm glad they didn't do it like for the sake of having one. Mm -hmm. I just kind of wish that there had, that there was something that still would have fit in with the universe that would have been satisfying like that. I didn't feel as satisfied or as satiated by this film. For me, it was a number two in a, in a three, in a three, story arc it was like all right well here we have lots of information and we're not really gonna get a lot of resolution so i don't think it was bad in that way i just think it's like okay well yeah that's about what i paid for i guess but that was uh reading i don't know if this was quotes or, or the writer's um <laughs> thoughts on it but it was kind of like talking about how 
Um, the Luke, I am your father, or I no, I am your father moment. Thank you for is, correcting me. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I am your father. Um, it's that Mad in that Aaron. moment, that's the worst thing Luke could hear. He is faced with evil, the man who killed basically his surrogate father, um, murdered him in cold blood. Luke sighed. Called the order to kill his his actual yeah parents, kill yeah his kill aunt, his no father. one cares about and the worst them. and like, the worst thing yeah. in that moment when he's faced against what is in the movie and Luke view as pure evil he's told I'm your father mm-hmm. yeah and and that's the worst thing Luke can hear and for Ray she has this immense immense power it's just like unchecked like insane like savant levels force force connection and so she's expecting well. I must be a Skywalker. I must be this. And the worst thing for her to hear in that moment is that, no, you're right. You are nothing. Mm-hmm. Your parents are nothing. They, they kicked you out. Like they, they didn't. They saw you as less than their addiction. That they sold you to feed their addiction. You're nothing. You're right. And so in that sense, like I feel like we're expecting. I, th- we're expecting a twist. That's a twist. But we're actually like. What we want is something like a, the big dramatic moment, or what this this movie is all about is is not the twist; it's the big dramatic moment. Yeah, I guess for me, even though the the big dramatic moment, because I I actually thought the way you presented it is so interesting, because I agree with you, but I think that's such like a it's also such a pessimistic, and I think it's realistic. But for me, it was like you had it inside yourself the whole time. Like, (laughs) you didn't have to be a Skywalker. You know, it's like, that's kind of the way that I read it was this more like Disney prince. By the way, this for me was the most... do it. Yeah, this for me, mostly because of like all the... It should have been like Fantastic Beasts and Word of Star Wars. Am I too loud? I'm sorry. No, no. I just Um, have sensitive ears. uh, It's... There were so many just like... But I think because of all like the, the beasts and stuff in it, for me, this felt like a Disney film more than like... And I know it's it's an easy thing to say because of the way the company's changed, but I'm like, I felt like I was watching Disney fantasy sci-fi. Well, they just had so many close-ups on sad faces, like cute sad faces. Mm-hmm. Like, they had maybe four or five of them in there. It's like, well, you didn't need that close-up on the sad face. Yeah. Even like, the porks were so sad. Do you feel for me? Like, come on. Now, you didn't need all, the, all of them. That combined with the jokes, with the humor yeah, element the, to it, it felt very... was odd in this. Like, I thought that the jokes landed... On their own, but they did not work in the broader tone of the, and I don't mean broad, like comedically, like just the general tone of the thing was more serious, except for these like weird spikes well, of comedy. Star Wars has never been as naturally funny as it is in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's genuine humor. Like the yeah. the force, the tickling with the leaf is like, that's the force. Like that's like <laughs> yeah. a genuine comedic bit, and that's never really seen in these films. Smart, laugh it up, fuzzball. That's yeah. your, that's your yeah. comedy. That's yeah. the whole, yeah. whole you know. Because like, it was it was funny. I'm just like, but I didn't feel like that. It felt it didn't work. Like even like the the opening thing with Poe, like oh, like can I talk to General Hux? Oh, I'll just hold that sort of thing. Like I'm laughing, but looking back, I'm like, well, that that's a really bizarre way to start this. Like that just feels totally out of place. Like they are literally evacuating for their lives. I think they use that to set the tone, right? They use that to be like heads up, there will be humor. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it just. It, well, it's but at this point, you know, we're so far into this. It, it would be, I don't know. It's too much of a departure. I feel like you unintentionally brought up something that I was very jarred from, uh, jarred by from the start, which is this: is the first Star Wars, besides Rogue One and Into New Hope, that picks up immediately after mm-hmm. the previous one. There's always a time jump, yeah. and this was like disconcerting. I just said like, oh, they're evacuating 
from what I just saw in Force Awakens. And Ray, literally, we're going to see the next second of that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is also a comedic moment. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, and that I feel like was one of the I never thought problems. I'd be mad at comedy. Goddamn <laughs> yeah. yeah, comedy. No, like, I, that was my problems, I think, with The Force Awakens. Was Overall, I really enjoyed it. But I didn't like that it ended at such a point that we knew exactly where we had to pick up. And I thought that they did a decent job here um, going on a diversion. Like I was even thinking, like, how the hell do you even start in space? He's always, these movies always start in space. And I think they did a decent job of doing that. But again, yeah, we then cut straight to Ray. And it just, I wanted breathing room between movies. Like, that's kind of the fun thing is that stuff always happens. Even between Empire and Jedi, which I think is arguably has the shortest time gap between any of the movies. It's like three to six months. Yeah, the, even that still feels like you know stuff has passed because like they set up this whole elaborate plan and we're kind of catching up with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would have loved to see when like here. Luke shows up and like his black a- outfit. Yeah, we, we feel like, like stuff badass. has happened. Like yeah. while the things have been on screen, we like there's been growth between films and the here they're like well, we're just gonna skip all of that. Well, I think the timeline within this film is also a little disjointed, right? Like yeah. you feel like Ray is training for months, but that everybody else is. It didn't feel like that to me, that the time had elapsed for everyone else. It just the, felt like she was undergoing training. These for, two like, movies have taken place over basically three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess oh, yeah. I like, thought about really that. That's, yeah. yeah, that's kind of insane to think about. Mm-hmm. Like, it, is, it has been 20, like, Han hasn't even been dead 12 hours at very, like, and he's like, sti- like, Kylo Ren still, and then his uncle dies like 24 hours later. Yeah, like it's 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 a really like this expedited pace just feels really weird. Yeah. Do so. Do you think then that there's going to be a bigger gap between this and the next one? I I feel like there has to be, uh, especially with Carrie Fisher passing. There has to be some gap. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, since there are since there's literally one rebel ship left, they can't really use the excuse of like, oh, Leia is gone to go recruit more people. I mean, I guess I can't well, use that excuse, but... And they've also set up the 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 antagonist, the, the First Order, up differently than the... Um, sorry, sketch class uh, going on next door, if that's God bleeding in. Damn it. Um, the, the, like, the Empire feels like the classic kind of, like, recurring TV show kind of villain. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like always the fucking empire showing up and the rebels gotta we gotta leave our base we gotta do that and all this stuff and this is a very much more personal much more direct like it's I do think there there needs to be a time jump but it's also like these guys were hunting them down like dogs like from movie to movie and so for them to I I don't even know how they'll be able to like get out of their like se- uh, like sight for three to f- four to five months that's true. And so yeah. it's just weird, like, the relationship between the, the two opposing sides is much more intimate this time, and thus makes it a little bit harder to jump ahead in the story. I also feel like, in, in comparison to, like, the, the two current factions versus the rebels and the Empire, like, we, we felt like in the old movies that those were two well-established organizations. Like, the Empire had obviously been around forever, had, you know, uh, their power spread throughout the galaxy, it was presence was felt everywhere. But also the rebels felt like they were a really cohesive unit, even if they were always on the outskirts and if they, they're always struggling. Here, I have no idea what sort of influence the First Order has. Like they took out the Republic, so are they now the ruling body? Is that technically considered like a military coup? 
and then the resistance is now just like a handful of people who are just like a minor nuisance to them. They don't. It doesn't feel like these organizations have the same sort of like power and influence and um, I don't know. It's not like prestige or clout, but just like capability as the other two. Like they just they all see they seem much less significant. Yeah, because how many ships does the new order have? I don't know. I mean, I guess because they made a big deal about that that suicide bombing, um, but. Then at the same time, I feel like they they might have like you know a dozen more of those new ships. What are they called? Dreadnoughts. Thank you, dreadnoughts. Oh, we, oh, I forgot that was a thing. Yeah. Well, because then it's immediately dreadnoughts. overpassed <laughs> by uh, the whatever you call it, the um, sanctuary or oh, something. Yeah. Not sanctuary. That's Thanos's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sanctuary oh, too. I, I, I just yeah. agreed with you though. Like, yeah, that's what it's called. But that no, it, right. that thing's yeah. like I was reading it. It's. 65 kilometer in universe it's 65 <laughs> kilometers wide it's it's ba- it, that's where snoke like lived he had no like the first order doesn't even have a planet he's just running around in that thing and it's so big that they like fix star destroyers like that's how finn knew about it is because his star destroyer fit in there to do repairs like it's an auto shop see that's even to me that's weird that's a weird notion that even the first order, which is supposed to be this powerful, is also this weird. Like they're like seems like they're about the the size of the rebels almost. Mm-hmm. Like back it, in the original movies. Yeah, and it seems like it's literally everything they do is huge. Like it's huge. Yeah. Like this giant star destroyer, the Star Killer base, Snoke's <laughs> and like six. He's like nine feet tall. Where? Where? do all these things come from? I mean, I guess the the weird sort of explanation here is that it's just like, oh, it's like war profiteers have given this to everybody, but like they don't they don't feel like they should have an influence anywhere because they're so small. I mean, maybe that's the answer. Now that maybe Snoke was the key and now that he's gone, we'll start seeing the the players play out in the thir- in uh, 9. Cuz that's what we need is more characters. We need trade disputes. Yeah, we, yeah. Need we need to go full prequels. Disputes. We need uh we need more time in casino. We we need to save some more horses. I think yeah. most Can we horse see steering? the casino on Camino? <laughs> I Well, that's that where that I want to go. That back entire to. subplot was just to have that kid at the end. Like that was it. Yeah. yeah. It didn't play. They failed their mission. And yeah, you got some Phasma scenes, which again, I, I think Phasma got shafted. Oh, totally. Do you think she's going to come? She has to come back, no, right? She's d- oh, that's a pretty definitive dead God damn right it. there. Like, that's, you fall down. I feel like they should. They should bring her got. back. Ah. But when you fall just into the flames like that, that usually means that you're, yeah, you're I think, dead. I think Do they just gone. not know how to like handle like those kinds of they, villains? They called, Ryan Johnson called her the Kenny of Star Wars. Oh. Like from South Park, <laughs> okay. and they've said like so that means there's a chance of her coming back. Well, sort of like they've said like the two things that J.J. Abrams ha- can reverse is possibly the the parentage reveal and Phasma. Like those are two that they have said like J.J. Abrams, whatever he's doing, the door could be open um, for changes on that. But but yeah, so maybe Phasma will come back bigger and badder, one eye showing. Yeah, it just feels like. She's like air. She's like gonna become the air star. Of uh, if you guys have read Peacher, how it just like over time just becomes more and more mutilated, and just more and more upset and like focused, and she'll just become obsessed with Finn, trying to destroy him. It'll be fun. I, I don't know. This is such a. I think I feel like this is something that, that I don't know. I think I'm alone in this opinion. I did not leave the Force Awakens and think to myself like, oh, I just want more Kylo Ren. 
Mm-hmm. I just didn't do it. He is so frustrating for me to watch. He's so, I think, like, the w- the actor himself, but also, like, the way that he was directed is so out of place for the world. I feel like his emotional mm-hmm. response to stuff and the way he carries his emotional weight in the movie feels so out of place to me. And every time I'm like, oh, I don't care about you. How? Like, I don't care. Go back to, like, go back to Ray. Go back to anybody. Like, I don't care. And he was such a huge part of this film that like I was bummed at the end of The Force Awakens. I'm like, oh, he's going to be the villain still? Like, I just don't, I don't like him. How old is he supposed to be? Um, 42. That sounds about right. It's either 42 or 16. Because <laughs> yeah. he acts like a teenager. Yeah, yeah. he's so brooding. And yeah. And just obnoxious. I just want to punch him in the face and tell him to get a job. <laughs> you you want to yeah. speak on the, the mic, Amanda? <laughs> I, I project when I have points. <laughs> That's still the hear a between you and I. I. You know, I I I do agree with you. Like I, I think I maybe even liked him a bit more in the Forest Awakens. I did. Than, than here, but because w- at least he had like comedic moments in the like his anger was the comedy in Force Awakens. Yes. Whereas here, like the first scene you see him in, he does have a little tantrum. And that's just gone. That's yeah. like you never see that side of him again. What I will say though is I'm glad. I think they did make. I take that back. You see it at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they did my post credits scene. God damn it. They did do one thing I think better than the, the prequels. I think one of the problems with the prequels is we never had a through villain, right? So they kill off Maul in Episode One, and then they bring in Dooku, and I love Christopher Lee. I fucking love Christopher Lee, but he is not a Darth Vader. And he's barely around in Revenge of the Sith. Like, there's not a through villain. At least here, they have that. I agree that they're not, like, doing the great job with it. But at least give them credit for being a little bit more consistent. I think they were so focused on having every uh, protagonist have an antagonist. And I think that's why I, I, think that's why mm, I feel this movie is yeah. so dense. Because even, like, they, I think they even tried to make Hux the opposite of Poe. And they're not even on the same, like... I, I think... With uh, Carrie Fisher gone, they're going to move Poe up to be, and it, and with them killing uh, Lady Jurassic Park. Laura Dern. Dern. Laura Dern. Mm-hmm. Um, Got this. Which I don't think she should have died at all. Vice Admiral Haldo. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Purple hair. With, yeah. Yes, uh, Lady Purple Hair. I think with her gone, uh, Leia kind of fading in the background, Poe is going to have to be the leader that's going to have to stand up against Hux. And that is probably going to be a plot point in the next movie. But then focusing on Ray, uh, 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 Finn, and Phasma, and Ray and Kylo, and uh, and now we have Rose, and Rose is probably going to have some like engineer person. There's going to be a hack off in the <laughs> Even next movie. Even BB-8 has a, an enemy. Which yes. Is so dumb. Fucking toy sales. Ah. <laughs> uh. I have that. I have that toy. Uh, <laughs> in my home. It's your fault. BB-90. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, and he's supposed to like follow you around. Do you and, have and, and do you have uh, the you trash can that will go over your BB-8? Because I'm I'm amazed that's not for sale yet. As like an it accessory to the Spiro time. toy. Oh, it's all gonna happen. But I think if you look at Kylo Ren as think more about him as uh, Ben Solo, so he's kind of extension of the Skywalker family. Yeah. So then you could just see that all the Skywalker males they they suck. They're, that's true. They're whiny. Yeah, they're, they're whiny. They're petulant. Whiny. Yeah so much have an issue with him as a character i think that the him being a solo i think the ben solo thing is actually really smart really interesting i think that's a complex thing i like that i just don't like him i don't love i don't love the actor 
when they first revealed him in The Force Awakens, I was like, ugh, Adam Driver. Like, and I don't even dislike Adam Driver as like a general person or thing or anything else that I've seen him in. I think he plays that well. When they first revealed him, I was like, I laughed out loud in the theater and I wasn't the only one. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, we're all on board, but like, let's see where this goes. And it wasn't terrible, but when he came back and he had such a big, I'm like, he's the big bad, the whole... I don't like well, it. In your defense, in The Force Awakens, when he takes off his helmet, there are two ridiculous things. One is that his hair looks that good, and two is that that helmet would fit over those ears. <laughs> I, I will what? say that he, uh, Adam Driver, is part of one of my favorite SNL sketches because of Force Awakens. Oh, that is the a really good undercover sketch. boss yes. where Kylo plays the, the tech. I will say, I that's like where he should be. He yeah. should yeah, be that's the, that's doing the statistic that the by which we should measure all Star Wars movies. Is does it spawn a good Saturday Night Live sketch? Yes. Or in the case of Mark Hamill, a good Muppet Show. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, that's because that was one of the best Muppet Show episodes. Um, I want to throw in my dig on Adam Driver real quick, <laughs> and that's like the whole because I I, I I take the opposite stance of you, Amanda. I really dig Kylo Ren and and Adam Driver as him. And especially in this movie, but the whole time, like I'm just expecting people, like Hannah, come on, like what are you doing, <laughs> Hannah? Just look, turn up in the galaxy, go on. Like I'm just always expecting that, especially with like when he takes off the helmet with the perfectly coiffed hair. Yeah. What do you? Well, okay, so what? What That's do you find thought. so appealing about him? What do you like about him? Because I like that the dark side. I one thing I think is interesting about this movie is that the you don't have light and dark. You have shades of gray, which I think is mm-hmm. interesting to explore that a little bit. And you had that anyway with with Darth Vader. You know, you saw the good in him. So there's little like glimpses of that. But I think this movie in particular really focuses on the Force is not just for Jedi's; it's for everybody. You know, they don't own it, and there are shades of like light and dark, and you can pick one or the other. It doesn't control you. So I think there are some interesting thematic things. I just don't. It doesn't justify Adam Driver. I don't know. He's just. I I I feel like he's lying to himself about so much. Like he he's clearly so in like he is stuffing everything down as opposed to Darth Vader who just gave it all away. He he's but it was also like he's actively choosing ev- all the different like he's choosing the opposite choice that Darth Vader made when he was on this path, but still ultimately ending up in the same direction as him. Um, like it's just like oh fuck my master, I'll fucking annihilate him now as opposed to like saving my son. Like I'll just. Kill him off now! I'll reach out to um, uh, to Ray in a genuine, meaningful hey, sense. You up? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and I'm not gonna lie, I was shipping them hard. I like I love my fate. Like just like just the scene. We, I mean, we've never seen like we've never seen a romance d- done like they do it with them. Like mm-hmm. it's a very tender. But just when Luke oh, walks about in, the hate sex. Oh yeah, it'd be oh, amazing. Oh, I am right now. Yeah. Um. It'd be with the new Planet Killer. <laughs> um, but the, the I just loved that just quick moment where they're touching hands and Luke walks in and it's like a dad catching his daughter with a boy. Mm-hmm. And just like, I love that little moment, but just like the, the, the fear because of all the larger things that have it. I just, I don't know, like I like, I think I like Kylo Ren because I know he's been solo. But I feel like the my issue with that is like, JJ Abrams came in like he, I think he he, he joined like, we joined the story too late like I had no investment in Ben Solo Kylo Ren from Force Awakens I feel like all mm. the interesting stuff was stuff that happened before the film started to see the deterioration of his relationship with Han and Leia to see yeah. him get swayed mm-hmm. over to the dark side we were only told about this and so it, it just like even sets up like Han's death just as I feel like is one of the l- 
the least well-executed deaths in the whole franchise. Mm -hmm. It's another one of those, okay, you think this is going to be answered, you think that we're going to show you, but yet we don't. Like, we like we got a little bit of him kind of turning, uh, Kylo turning on Luke, but I didn't see any of the, the Knights of Ren. I didn't see, like, his group of followers. I didn't see him slaughter everyone. Yeah. Like, I feel like you could have shown him going through his training and, and the, the darkness starting to seep through as opposed to just kind of creeping on him while he sleeps. I think that's one of the big problems going from The Force Awakens to this is that The Force Awakens like was setting up all these mysteries. Like, who are Ray's parents? Who is Snoke? How did Ben have this falling out? And then this time around, they just didn't answer a lot of those questions. They didn't give a well. shit about him. They yeah. didn't give a shit about him. And like, I think, but part of the problem is they shouldn't have been setting up those questions in the first place. Like, Ray's parentage should never have been a mystery. J.J. Abrams loves a good mystery. And that's, yeah. And that's the but most of, the of his problem. mysteries are bad. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, well, because you look at like the original Star Wars, like part of why I think that reveal about Vader being Luke's father is so impactful is you're not expecting it. There's no foreshadowing. There's never a question of his parents. We know who his dad is. And we've heard these things about him. So like we're also kind of devastated. It's not a mystery. It's like a slap in the face that no one is seeing coming. Whereas here it's like, well, who are like there was never gonna be a good answer to that question. No matter what, it's either gonna be super contrived or super pointless. We got the latter. But it just and this is going to sound strange, but I actually feel like what this franchise is missing right now is a George Lucas. True, because like, they didn't they didn't plot out the whole trilogy in yeah. one setting, and and they're I've, letting each each director kind of carve it out himself. And I think that's a big problem. And I've said this before that I think in general Star Wars has been better the less Lucas has been involved. I mean, hands down, the best Star Wars movie he neither wrote nor directed, but he was there. He had the story. He saw where it was going. And the problem here is exactly they just they handed off both the writing and directing to someone else entirely for this one. They're gonna do that again in the next ones. That's why it feels so choppy. And like this, at the end of this, I felt like this was inconsequential. Like nothing happened in this movie that's really gonna make a big damn difference between The Force Awakens and well, whatever. J.J. Abrams has the in case of uh, emergency break glass sort of option because yeah. it's also like what I was going back to that. It's just like I don't know what J.J.'s doing. Like that was Ryan Johnson said that in a in interviews. Yeah. Like after screenings, like I don't know what J.J. has planned. Like with Carrie Fisher, what he's doing with that what he's doing with, like, maybe he'll bring Beth Asma. I don't know. So it's just, you're right. It is something that... But it's also, that's what makes me excited about his his trilogy after this. Mm, I'm not excited now, actually. I Because I, I, I really like Brian Johnson's work. I really like Star Wars. And I thought that that pairing was interesting. And I was excited to see what came out of it. And I'm, I, I don't think he really nailed it. I feel like he... Even the tone was was like weird, and I, I don't know. I'm actually very skeptical about uh, a Ryan Johnson Star Wars trilogy now. I'm actually, I think I'm willing to give him more credit on that because he can plan the whole thing out himself. He doesn't worry like he's taking the baton from J.J. and kind of figuring out what All he right, set up yeah. to mm -hmm. do his own thing. And then we'll see. I mean, if J.J. kind of does a 180, I, the way that Ryan's kind of just casually tossed away some of these what were seem to be important story points and cast them away, then J.J. comes back and says, nope. Tricked you again. They were really important. Yeah. Then I feel like, well, then uh, I'm, I'm ready for uh, the what they did with Maul in Clone Wars, where Snoke is going to come back with with the spider legs, <laughs> <laughs> robot legs. I will say, for me, probably my my least favorite thing was the really slow pursuit of the. You don't like uh, casually just uh, going, just gliding through space. Oh man, it's you like fuckers that. have light speed. I don't want to see them slowly yeah. crawling yeah. unless it's like slowly crawling over the entire Pew. giant ship. Pew. Well, I feel like that. Made it like a good, like that's a good episode of a TV show. Yeah, where, exactly. But like as a like a main thrust of one of your plots of a film, like mm -hmm. oh man, that's yeah. just for me really dull. They showed so I was talking about the encyclopedia. They show like a map of like the galaxy. 
and show like where planets are and everything like that. Um, and it shows like the very minuscule like path that they take. It's like this whole like full page, um, like full like eight and a half by eleven page of the of the galaxy, and they travel like half an inch. Yeah. And so it's just like they just inched by through it. Um, yeah, it, it was an interesting... And it, they were still supposed to be going fast because that was the thing of like we can't... They're just out of range and they're going fast enough that we can't... Even if we go one mile faster, we That's can't... Hyper, they went as but, fast as they could before hyperspeed. Actually, hang right. on. Hang on. A, a point on that. So if their ships are fast enough to like create that gap, like that means that... No matter what, the rebel or the whatever the fuck they're called are moving at a faster velocity. So over enough time, they but will just running get out a, of gas. Just, but I mean, but the running out of gas doesn't slow you down. That, that's true. You, yeah, you but stop they, when you run, but you keep going. So like, there's still no gravity to slow them down. Yeah. So like <laughs> they they actually like if they were doing that for like a day, eventually they just would have passed them. Like they would have, they would have just gotten away. I mean, like, I need charts in front of me. <laughs> 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 All right, bring me a whiteboard <laughs> and a I, calculator. I just don't know why they didn't just like jump ahead in light speed and then just be right there waiting for them to come right to them. But the yeah. time, they just stick behind them and slowly pursue what's, them. What's the shortest distance you can go in light speed? Can you just like? Well, I mean, you could be pretty. If precise. you're stuck so in traffic, can I mean, you just Han was jump able in front to, of the car in front of you? Was able to exit light speed inside a planet's atmosphere. That's so true. You, you can like get pretty. Maybe he's I mean, stops he's at a dime. So, yeah, but only he can do that actually. Yeah. So I guess it would be like Ray probably just too. just yeah, the true. moment that the stars become like the lines. S- yeah. Yeah. You punch it back down. <laughs> is the, the <laughs> farthest you can just go. Just juke them out. Yeah. Psych. <laughs> That's what they should have done. Turn around, turn around, turn around. That's what they should have done. They should have like, all right, let's get, jump to hyperspace, and then they fucking go like jump, and then they jump. And it's like, psych. We didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say, I found Finn's character arc in this film to be a dud. Kind of repetitive uh, from the last one. But I also felt like when he first wakes up, uh, and he's walking through the ship with his like squirting. He woke uh, up suit. so fast. He woke up so fast, but like nobody like stops and like, oh hey, right. let's let's get you out of that suit. Oh hey, hey, no, war they, hero, we all know who you are. He just keeps Maybe walking through all the I mean, and people are slipping. I want to see people like but sliding also, in the back on that fluid. Mm-hmm. How did Rose? If this is all taking place like over like a couple days, how does Rose already have this hero worship? Scuttlebutt, over? just rapid just scuttlebutt. Sc- ra- rapid scut. Like yeah. They she's they are a bunch of gossipy she's the, caddies. She's the only one on the ship that knows what he looks like. Yeah, she's literally the only one. That's Everybody true. else is like, hmm, a patient, and they just keep going about their day. Oh, it's the one black guy in the universe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> is that Lando? Oh no, no, sorry. Oh, <laughs> um, and Rose. That that brings up a great point of yes, uh, Finn's storyline wasn't great. They just needed an excuse for him to get on the ship. Rose had a, even an even less important role because she didn't even do her job when they made it onto the destroyer. Yeah. She got caught, not the destroyer, whatever the thing is called. Um, the, the, the what? The, the dragon. No, that wasn't, a, no, that wasn't <laughs> the dreadnought. The dreadnought the dra- was the thing in the beginning. What was? No, it was another, there There was another one. What? The big, the big um, ship. Sno- just, it's Snoke's, it's yeah, Snoke's, yeah, Snoke's ship. Snoke's, Snoke's, Snoke's ship, okay. And the dreadnought is Star Wars is, podcast. We must be The pedantic. dreadnought is the one, is the thing that, um... Uh, Poe destroys. And no, not sister. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, what's her face? Um, from Iron Fist, Colleen Wing. Wait, that was Colleen Wing. Yeah. No, that Iron was sister? yeah. What? That's Colleen Wing. Oh. She was. She's. It's that same. It's the same female uh, pilot 
from Force Awakens. I uh, it, um, I don't think it. I think it is. Right, I is think bro, that's iPad. Rose's sister. Someone is has a Colleen tiny Wing. computer that he's gonna <laughs> look it up on. Oh, he's gonna get tiny answers. <laughs> um, let's since we're um circling around it, my man Are Admiral we... Akmar got done dirty. Off screen. Yeah. Off screen. Yeah, off screen. Where apparently he said it's a trap before they blew him up. I think that's just like bullshit. If they did it, I feel like it's even more bullshit that they even I tried to squeeze that in. It should have been, oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> that should have been the last one. Well, they should have done it like, it's you say it, I've said it too many times. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what Nib Nib says. Yeah. It's yeah. the only thing that he can say. Is in that Nib Nib or is that a Nib Nib? Like, I don't know what it race is. It's probably is. just another one of their race. Is that, ooh, here's something hilarious that I learned. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in this movie mm-hmm. um, as the alien who rats out Finn and Rose. Oh, yeah, I did hear that. And he's the same race as the alien, not Nib-Dib, X-Wing pilot who dies in the trench run of Force Awakens. And there's another one of those aliens, and they're all pun names on Beastie Boy songs. Oh, oh that's, that's right. great. Yeah. yeah. So there's a whole race that are just puns of Beastie Boy songs oh, uh, as their name. By the way, that is uh, not Colleen Wing. Not Je- what's, what's her Ooh. Jessica? Um, what's the actress's name? Um, this uh, is just like Veronica No. So it's not. Uh, oh, I thought. I the, why the hell did they recast her? Because that seemed like it couldn't it was, afford her. You, get, you gotta pay that they, Colleen they, Wing money. They burned their budget on the porgs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, okay. I was happy. I will say this about the porgs. I was happy that they were porgs and not porg. Yes, I, I was oh, confused I was going yeah. into yeah. the movie, and I'm happy they answered that. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was like, all right, Chewie got his little buddy Is that to its make name a, or its race. Yeah, that would have been annoying as. Fuck. Yeah, I thought like from the trailer, I thought it was because I thought we were gonna get a time jump. That I was like, all right, this is he got porg. Um, to deal with Han Solo's death, but then the reveal of the race, and that was a funny moment too, where he's trying to eat one of the porgs as that, all the porgs are there. That I think that uh, minus the the light speed attack, I think that might have been my favorite scene. Yeah, is the sad because that was, I mean, that was the like DreamWorks face, the DreamWorks animation face of mm-hmm. like, oh, don't why why are you doing that to me? Here, let, let's let's do another round robin. <laughs> Favorite part, so Jessica that fav- Henwick. Jessica Henwick, thank you. It's not Jessica Henwick, <laughs> but she yeah. is. She is. She is this the X-wing fighter pilot I'm in Force Awakens. Up, just to make sure. I know that because I was always wondering. Yes, she is. Because they kept mentioning that she was in Force Awakens when they were talking about her and Colleen Wing and like Game of Thrones. I'm like, yeah, I know she's in Game of Thrones, but who the hell was she in Force Awakens? So favorite moment. Let's go around and do do that. Uh, I want to talk about my my favorite character that got shafted. Oh, we're, this we're talking movie. about moments. I know. I know. Here, she had a moment. Uh, that sweet, sweet Maz Kanata phone call. <laughs> oh yeah, that that was fun actually. Uh, no, my favorite moment was the uh, the light speed attack. Just like when it went silent, and the whole theater like that was the experience moment where the whole theater is like, oh shit, and I still I still think that's where the movie should have ended. After that, um, but that's just my opinion. What do you guys? So think? then, Finn and Rose are at the mercy. We don't really see them escape. Yeah. So then it's the ending, similar to uh, Episode Five, where Ray is. We don't know what, what the situation with Ray is. 
Uh, Finn and Rose are still captive by Phasma. They're basically the Han of episode five. And the rebels are still like on their last limb trying to escape. Mm-hmm. See, I, I do, no. Well, I kind of wish they would lean more into Finn as Han because it seems Poe is Leia, Ray's Luke, and that by default Finn is the Han character. And I wish they would lean a little bit well, more in this into movie, that. I they mean, kind of do, but they need to do it more. In this movie, I feel like Poe is supposed to be the Han, and they're like forcing him to be the Leia, oh, he's the and Han. he's yeah, he's he's the pretty boy hotshot. Yeah, um, like yeah. Just so I, I feel like they don't really know what to do with him, and I also think it's bad that we're trying to. I think that's what. Ryan Johnson is trying to break us out of is Comparing making direct three. parallels. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think they're all perfect um, parallels. I think there's a pretty good mix in between. Yeah, they're all, but it, but it feels like he's, that's his role of it is roguish because there you have the force user, political, and you need the wild card. And Finn should be that because he's got the cool Poe jacket. <laughs> True, but I mean, he's just been he's a got the trooper. jacket. Yeah. <laughs> He's not really a world. I mean, he was a janitor. Yeah, uh, he was a stormtrooper for most of his life. He's not really worldly. So I don't know if he, that's yeah, true. He, he really doesn't yeah. earn the bit like the the Han Solo cockiness. Yeah, because yeah. Han's seen some shit. I mean, Poe has literally seen some shit. Well, maybe we'll but, see what shit yeah. next year. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would say my favorite scene was when uh, Luke milked that animal. <laughs> oh God! Now scene. we know where blue milk comes from. That's right. That was ha- green milk. It was a green milk. That was green milk. I was not paying very distinct. attention. Okay, I mean, well, it's it's after you do because no, that's raw milk, so it turns blue after a pasteurization right. process. Right. So ha- my question is, how do they get the the raw green milk from this completely uncharted planet to Tatooine to process it to become blue milk? Um, because Luke's got the inside track. He's from Tatooine. He's obviously got a shipping thing. See, What's he doing for money while he's saying? I, I actually think it. that is. He actually the... has a side business Etsy store. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think this is the story that uh, Ryan Johnson is going to answer in his trilogy. It's going to be the green to blue milk trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How do we deal with that whole process? People want to know. Yeah, I, I really want to know. Jawas. Yeah, I can tell. Do you know? I'm still thinking about my favorite one. Do you? Okay. Um, you I I think mine is. Uh, sh- oh, it's um when the Falcon shows up on the uh, the salt planet and starts drawing the fighters away, and then it's flying through. The like the the crystal caves and stuff like that. Oh, that's like, very pretty. But also like with that scene too, it's like they were gone for so long. Like oh, so yeah. much of the rest of the plot happens, and then they conveniently only show up at the the no, very end. No, I agree. It's it's an absolute like Deus Ex Machina. And Ray's but, already on the ship too. Yeah, but I, what I liked about that is that that felt classic Star Wars. Like that was one of the few times it brought in the original themes, and like it was just cool to see the Falcon in action flying through there. True, but I also feel like it's again like uh, I can't remember saying like last film it was like. Poe just crash lands on that TIE fighter and then disappears until you see him back saving everybody at the end. Why but do you have to shit on my happy moment, Frank? <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, trying so hard to be positive for once. But this franchise like done great where they just people will just like disappear and then appear just later on at some other point in the film. Like, oh, we don't really see how they get there. They just show up where Lightspeed, baby. Yeah. yeah. They're all projections. <laughs> That's all they're all force projections. <laughs> None of this is real. This is all in Luke's head. This is this is all Luke's vision of what he saw when he looked into Kylo's future. Solid. That's why Ray is so strong with no evidence. <laughs> you seem really committed to that I'm theory like, there, Amanda. Mm. You're like, yeah, that's... They just Dallased the shit out of the whole oh, thing. Oh yeah. Two seasons, <laughs> fuck it. That didn't happen. That's it. It's just a dream in a shower. <laughs> like who killed JR? What? Huh? 
Sorry, it's still 1964. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dallas. That was, what? That was the after. <laughs> you know a lot about Dallas. Dallas was well after the 60s. <laughs> I know. Dallas was what, like the 80s? Yeah, yes. Close. Yeah. Camera wasn't around. Big hair. So. Yeah. Don't care. <laughs> I don't know my favorite. I, I can. I know my like my favorite thing about the movie. What was that? I. Look, it's Trevor's like I don't f- just say fucking something. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite. Uh, I, I thought the trash can accessory to BB-8. No, oh god, yeah, because that favorite. wasn't s- the most obvious thing. Uh, I thought that Mark Hamill acted the shit out of this movie. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I thought he did great. Frank's giving me a smirk. I'm just saying. I do, that's how I feel. I mean, it's no Joker. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like. <clears throat> The whole Luke thing, I felt like some of that humor was just kind of forced as well, too. Like, that moment yeah. where he just kind of casually tosses the lightsaber over his shoulder, I felt, like, that was, I felt like that was just too much of, like, yuck, yuck. It's like, I think you could have had a had a more serious moment where he either refuses it or he just drops it. But, like, I, I don't know. Like, the comedy of that moment, tossing over the shoulder, I was like, eh. Yeah, but that's not because of the way he played it. That's because it was a stupid thing to have him do. You're only saying that because he's a close personal friend and you have a photo with that's you true. on yeah. social media. Oh, that's why you you're saying that because this. because he drove you here. Listen, yeah. I was not... Don't... Guys, don't tell him. He's outside. I don't <laughs> he's waiting anyway. outside in his land speeder. It's cold out. <laughs> in a couple so. of months, we're going to have... coming in now. Going to have a payola scandal revealed <laughs> with Amanda. Uh, all this... Oh, uh, Mark Hamill is doing so great. Force Awakens. That's how we're it. making all that sweet cash roll over this podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why we're all getting paid so much. It's funding by, we're not by getting the Hamill. Paid. You it's are. all you. Yeah. Sweet money. You're getting paid for this? Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why did you tell him that's an option? <laughs> Um, no, I agree. I, I, okay. I liked, uh, I liked, I liked Ray, uh, practicing her fighting. I thought that scene was cool. I thought it was visually pretty cool. I thought that it was, it's cool to see, it's cool to see like a chick with a lightsaber. It just is. It's just, there's something really, really neat about that. Um, but I think it's interesting because I read that, I read that Mark Hamill basically told the director, like, I just don't agree with any of the choices you've made for this character. And then he basically yeah. said, and I read an article critiquing that because they basically, because um, they was talking about the big discrepancy in who loved this movie and who hated it and why it was so polarizing. And the writer of the article basically blamed, put a lot of that blame on Hamill for essentially, he was pretty vocal about being like, I just don't agree with most of the choices you've made. And now that I've said that, I, it's your vision as a director and writer. So like, let's, you know what I mean? So I'm here to to carry out the vision. Well, Brian so, Johnson characterized it as a, a collaboration. Yeah. That that was, that is, as it's being characterized, at least now, maybe this mm-hmm. is revisionist, but that that was just initial comments. Yeah, and I think things... And then they worked through it from there. I think things change, and I don't know, I hadn't been following, like, the only things I kept seeing were like, no spoilers, everyone, from Mark Hamill, but apparently he'd made some comments even like a week before the release that was like, yeah, you know, we'll see basically um, with with the Luke character, specifically in like the, the way that the character had changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but the writer of this article that I'm referring to basically was like, uh, blamed him for opening the door for fans to go in and be like, meh, like he didn't like it, I'm not going to like it either. Which I guess is fair, but I also like to think that fans are smart enough to make their own decisions. I, I don't but know. But Luke Skywalker said it. Yeah, but I, but I, li- I didn't mind curmudgeonly... I didn't really I mind. Awesome. I, I, I didn't mind curmudgeonly Luke because enough time, in my opinion, enough time had elapsed, you know, and he clearly had this. If you've got, I, I get why he would, I get why he, he, you would 
send yourself into exile if you think that... I don't understand the whole, there can be no more Jedis. That felt very weird to me. But I understand why you would exile yourself if you thought that you were responsible for something like Kylo Ren. Well, I mean, that's... Very passionate, almost knocked over This lamp. is... Uh, I'll use this to dovetail into my favorite scene, but it's that's like what Yoda did. Yeah. Yoda left at the end of the prequels and went to Dagobah, and when we meet him, he's kooky and weird and crazy, to the point that Luke doesn't even think he's the Jedi Master. He thinks he'll take him to Yoda. Um, and that brings me to my favorite scene, which was Yoda's <laughs> comeback... As a puppet, not a, that, that was dub, that was a double comeback from Yoda. I just, but that was what I said earlier about the mysticism coming back. Like that whole, that felt the most like the original trilogy I've seen in the last three Star Wars movies that Disney has done. That scene was the most classic Star Wars. Was the two of them palling around, but also like it was cool Yoda, not prequel Yoda. Yeah. And this was like kooky fun Yoda. Yeah, that humor that humor to me felt more organic. Like it didn't feel like a knick, 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 knick. like it was just I don't even know what I just knack knack knack. It didn't feel like a stooges, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, but it felt a little more like in the spirit of the old, like getting whacked mm. on the head and all of that kind of thing. Why but also, I Yoda? Yeah. <laughs> Why I Yoda? Uh, <laughs> the but also like I think the. The thing with the Jedi, like why they need to go, it's like, well, they fell for a reason. They let Darth Vader happen, and Luke let Kylo Ren happen. Mm-hmm. And so it's just sort of like, well, there's, like a, there's a toxicity to this that needs to be eradicated. Unlike Yoda, where like he basically was like, you shouldn't train this kid. Oh, you're going to train this kid? Okay, whatever. Uh, Luke was at least trying to... What in his mind was do what Yoda wouldn't. No, but they was, shouldn't have trained that kid. <laughs> what did Yoda, he do wrong? Yoda, Yoda is is the he's the male ally who saw all this to make the real world comparison. He's the male ally. All of his friends are fucking up left and right. Well, he's always had the right ideas. He's like, no, we should have trained that kid. Doing nothing is the same as doing something. No, he was doing right. He just didn't have the foresight to stop the people who were around him. Yeah, Obi Wan, <laughs> Qui Gon. Liam Neeson. Yeah, Liam Neeson is the true villain of this series. Yes. Well, he had to go save his daughter, so he had to leave the franchise. You know the true villain is? Watto. For uh, giving up his slave. Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. It only took eight crossover episodes for Cameron. I have a lot to say about Watto. <laughs> it is interesting, like, with The Force Awakens, where we come back and revisit uh, Han, Luke, and Leia, that it's like... Like it's not like a really glamorous. I mean, they've all kind of fallen on hard times. Yeah. I, I mean, and I guess there's one thing. Like, if you can, depending on where you end the story, you can end the story in the right place, and everybody has a happy ending, or you let the story continue. And inevitably, it seems like if you keep going, let a story go long enough, it's always going to end badly. So, I mean, I guess that's. I, I don't know if I rather if I like that or not. I, I, but I do kind of feel like, well, if we bring these three characters back, and they've all really haven't really amounted much to anything. They, you know, they let everything just backslide into what it was. So this great. Hero moment of the original trilogy is just like, nah, doesn't really mean much. These guys are just you know a bunch of losers now in, in exile. Well, there is a there is a good amount of time where I'm sure they were happy, and you know Han and Leia raising Ben and Luke training kids, but we just never got to see any of it. Mm-hmm. Which would have helped so much. It would have helped so much. Well, we that's a, I great, yeah. I yeah like even 
like I would have liked to just see the rest of that scene. If 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 Kylo told Kylo Ren told the truth, Ray's parents are dead drunks. I would have liked to see see her flash into a Force vision and see the rest of that scene that J.J. Abrams did in Force Awakens. Oh, and she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, um, to come back. Aunt come. The plots like pulling her away. Yeah, I would like. I would want to see that you scene. See all the beer, fully. all the beer bottles, just like yeah, <laughs> it's like fucking <laughs> Rick and Morty as they're just <laughs> flying up. But I would want to see that. I I feel like that's. Why that moment ultimately lands flat is because we don't trust Kylo, we don't trust the source of it, and we need something else to confirm it. For whatever reason, Vader works because we trust, like, what does he have to say by saying, I'm your dad? Um, Like, in that moment, when he's got Luke, like, Luke's freaking, like, has his arm chopped off, and he's at the edge of, like, some platform. Like, Vader has no reason to lie about this at all. Whereas Kylo Ren... And um, Snoke, or I like the height of their power in that moment, they have no reason not to... Oh, wait, Snoke's dead at that point, right? Uh, Does anyone know? But but but, but But anyway, but he's... Um, <laughs> but they're, they're like, we have reason to believe why he wouldn't be telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And having an external vision of that, an external scene to support his claim would have made the moment land a lot better. I, it, it, it's the basic thing of, like, storytelling. It's... Show, show don't. don't tell. Yeah. And that's all we got in this movie was them telling us a lot of stuff with no but, real visuals. But I also don't like these like force flashback things. Like flashbacks have never been a part of Star Wars. I didn't like them in The Force Awakens. I don't like them here. Like we that's not how we learn things in Star Wars. Like it, I am I alone on this one? No, I agree. Okay. I think that it's I think that one of the fun things about the originals is that you it's all happening in the present and when yeah. you when people are, it's a story, right? So it's like when, you know, when, I, I just, I feel like when, when you know, when Kenobi sits and he's like, he's telling the story and he's remembering it. And when he says, I have not heard that name in a long time, you believe it, you yeah. buy it. And you feel like you're reliving it with him and you're hearing it for the first time like Luke. So I, I don't know. I, I don't dis, I don't hate the idea of a, of a, a we like, you would call a force Force, force back. back. Force uh, for, oh, yeah, we'll call it that. A force uh, there's back. an actual name. I can't remember what it is. I thought yeah. it was um, a force back. That's probably, not, that's probably wrong. I don't know. But it's also just that interesting to think when we first saw Star Wars, when that first... Because I think all of us at least came of age where we got to see the trilogy before the prequels. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, did, you, did you, Cameron? Oh, wait. There were movies we. before the prequels? <laughs> Cameron is but eight. It's like, <laughs> yes, my first memory is, is seeing the Luke, I'm your father scene. I was three years old. No, wow, okay, well, there we yeah. go. Um, the Sorry, no, I am your father. Sorry, <laughs> there it is. All right, I was wow. going to say, you say, if I'm going to get called out for it, then you call yourself <laughs> so out, clearly too. clearly, they're setting a precedent that kids clearly can forget stuff and not remember, mm-hmm. so it's it's to- entirely impossible for Ray to have forgotten all that stuff. Um, but um, at this point, like, we've seen... It's weird because when you saw Star Wars, you just jumped into that story. You're dropped in. Everything's fresh. It's new. It has to be. You have to be told all this stuff or, or have it revealed to you because you don't have anything else. And now with this movie, we have seen with large chunk with a large thirty year chunk the entirety of Luke Skywalker's life. And so it's 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 just a different beast at this point with like trying to like dole out the information. Yeah, they should be following similar stuff to what made Star Wars successful and those stories connect with people with these new trilogies, but it's also just in a weird space where the storytelling now has the added thing of like well the like what more can we reveal when we've spent 
60 plus years yeah, experience, not, experiencing I'm, this world. I'm not arguing that I need to be told in the same way. I guess I'm saying that the way that it's being told right now feels disingenuous and forced. Pardon the pun. <laughs> and uh, thank you. Thank you, Slow Clap. Uh, and, uh, and I just, I, I feel like, um, I didn't feel like I was present in this movie. My, I, I felt like it was all over the place. Like I, there was so much going on, so many characters. I'm like, cool, ultimate sacrifice. I don't know your life, woman. We've made I don't give a shit about you. Hour and twenty minutes, and haven't even brought up Benicio del Toro. I was yeah, just about just to say that. All of, it's, God I just damn, can't. It was so bad. I'm, yeah, there's so many things that I'm that it, that I. Oh, this is why I knew. I was like, I'm gonna start thinking about this the more we're talking about it. I'm gonna get more and more negative on it, which is not what I mean to do. <laughs> From a breather, but I just we, we haven't heard. Other Chris's yeah. most favorite moment of all of them. Oh, oh yeah, so sorry. sorry. Oh, Tangent. Yeah, no, no, we got into it. Um, <laughs> my favorite part uh, was, it the, was it Benicio del Toro? Oh my god. Was that stutter? So was that all you wanted? Was he, that why is he stuttering? And why is he doing an accent? Let him use his natural accent. That can exist in the universe. What if right. that is his natural voice? It's not. <laughs> I know Benicio. Okay, we spent weeks in the same. Ho- it, never mind. <laughs> Um, but my favorite part was the same hostel, whorehouse. No, <laughs> um, was forced labor. Let it go, guys. I'm not gonna say it. Okay, nailed it. Feds are listening. Uh, but no, it was forced Leia. And just I've wanted to see it for so long, and I, I've like we've known that the connection is there. She feels mm. it too. She's had these little moments with Luke, and just seeing her be like, no, fuck it, fucking master force, and just dip back to the ship. I was like, that's. It's strong with you, Leia. I could feel it. And I just needed to that show of power. So I'm going to pull Frank here and shit in your happiness. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you, f- like, because I agree with you. I was so happy to finally see Leia show that she has power. But that scene was very silly. Yes. Agreed. But I don't want to, like, I got the moment, so I can't. What would you want out of, out of that scene? I, I mean, I, maybe that she, like, stayed behind or something like that. Like, it, she had enough power to keep herself from getting sucked out. And, like, they, they look in and, like, she's still there. And she's, like, maybe surveying the damage around her. And I, I, don't, I don't know, but it just, like, it was, a, it was a, like, someone in the theater, like, guffawed next to me. And it pulled me, and I imagine a lot of other people, out well, in that moment. A weird trend of... Is people surviving in space in sci-fi movies, especially Disney sci-fi movies, because mm-hmm. Guardians d- has pulled that like little crystal. Like it felt like they did that. Yeah, Guardians and Guardians too. Because when he saves uh, Gamora and Guardians, and then the whole he may not have been your father, but I'm your daddy. Um, that whole thing. <laughs> it's a great uh, impression. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I studied. I spent a couple of weeks with Michael Rooker in a. You guys in should a write a hospital. Book. <laughs> you should write a book about <laughs> your experiences. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't like that whole scene. I I I liked it. The whole Leia thing, like it was it was cool. Like I I can see why you would want to see. Like, but it's like how like how can you externally show a sign of power with the force? That's what I was like, trying to figure out. Like, like is she like moment. fucking like Super Saiyan, like glowing or something like that? Like, how do you represent it in the visual sense that you're looking for? That would co- possibly be an even more interesting look. She mind fucks Poe, just sit down. And he just sits down. And he doesn't freak out against everyone's plan. Which I mean they could have just told him the plan. I don't I don't think telling Poe what's going on is like leaking information. Sorry, I got distracted because no. I said fucks Poe. <laughs> what are we talking about? And I mean and other people have said this as well. It's like, well, no, th- th- she's not obliged to tell him because it's fo- following the military chain of command. 
I'm giving you order and you just do it. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like in a life and death situation like that where everybody's freaking out, Lord Dern's character does nothing really to inspire mm-hmm. anybody. Yeah. Leia's, uh, Leia's out, uh, you know, Poe's been demoted. Everybody's freaking out, and she just says, nope, oh, we're going to just do this, and I'm not well, giving you any reason to it. Well, it started uh, kind of weird with her introduction, because Leo's just like, I think we all know who's in charge, guys. Or, or when, after she goes down, and like, we know who's going to take Leia's spot, and she just shows up, and that's like, the first oh, woman we've ever never heard stranger. or seen before. So yeah. I don't like, the whole time I was questioning her motives, like, oh, maybe she is bad, maybe Poe's on, on the right track here, and that's going to be a storyline. Maybe she's Ray's mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't Maybe know. she's the alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and she's just drunk the whole time. It just didn't her her death didn't mean anything to me. It was like no. this crazy sacrifice, yeah. and I kept seeing like she's the ultimate hero, and I'm like, right, but who the fuck is she? Like, we don't know who she is. And I say I love Laura Dern. Oh, give her absolutely. as much of uh, much everything as you want. Like, put her on screen all the time. I don't care. But again, she could have like, been what? she could have been dropped in the fucking round table scene in Force Awakens. Had they actually had built they this planned, a trilogy. Right. Yeah. And yet at least there would have been a familiarity. And when she came on screen, it would have been like, oh, purple haired, high fashion lady, you're back. Like, oh, good. Good for you. It's like <laughs> fucking, uh, w- where's the Wedge character right. in this? Uh, yeah. Because we don't have, because uh, also, like, as far as I can tell, they, uh, Ryan Johnson did the smart thing and killed off Greg Grunberg, Matt Parkman. Um <laughs> Because he was nowhere to be seen. They killed off, we assume, the Colleen Wing debatable character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rose's Colleen s- Wing. I confirm that. No, no, no. But, uh, but I mean, is that oh, the Rose's same character? Is that no, Did they recast her or something? No, like, there's no, so. like, recurring characters, like a Wedge character mm. or any of those. Or, or the uh, Admiral, uh, P- I want to just say Pilaf, but it's like Pitoff or something like Admiral that. Yet? Piet, yeah, that guy. Side. Like, yeah. they, like they, none of these other people leave impressions unless they're like name actors. Mm-hmm. And so it's like that's I feel like it doesn't feel like as much as they're like expanding the universe. Mm-hmm. It still feels like they're suffering from the same. It's like yeah, not everyone's a Skywalker in this movie, but it is does seem to s- revolve around this small group of people. I, I, I would argue that they're shrinking the universe at this point. Like, I mean, you talk about the literal sense they only went, like, a few miles, whatever you want to fuck call it, in space. But, like, even the fact that, like, like, oh, like, Ray happens to be super Force-sensitive on the same planet where the Falcon is, and, like, we only have this really small cast of characters, and I just, the the ramifications of what happens in all these movies seem to be just for these characters, and I don't think it actually has a intergalactic impact yeah. in the same way. Well, I mean, that's, that, but again, that's what will be exciting about the Ryan Johnson trilogy after this is nine is the conclusion of the Skywalker saga and hope to God we can finally see what a Star Wars trilogy looks like outside of these people. And because like we saw like how wide and expansive the Star Wars world is with Rogue One. But you say that nine is this is the is the end of the Skywalker uh, saga, but there won't be a Skywalker in the next one. Right. Ben Solo. No. Yeah, I guess. Ben. Yeah, I guess technically. And well, well, yeah, and, and we, I mean, and, and we know too. Leia was supposed to be in. It, Le- it, was, it was supposed to be Leia's movie. movie and mm-hmm. That sadly won't we, come to be. Does it? I, I so, think so that sad. it is so so yeah, sad. Along along those lines, do you think that it should have been Leia who? Yes. Sa- okay. Yep. Great. Hundred <laughs> percent. Sacrificed yourself. I, I, I yeah, think it who did the sacrifice? Sacrificed on the ship, and I think I very much so think it should have been Finn who uh, sacrificed himself at the end. I think he actually should have destroyed the thing mm-hmm. because then he would have been the spark that like lit the fire of the rebellion. This guy who used to work for the First Order, who broke free, 
who like no one really knew who he was, but he did one small act. And he even had that like where he closed his eyes, like oh, okay, yeah. And this, like, I, this I is get what that, I want to I mean, do. Ryan Johnson was clearly trying to constantly undermine our expectations. I don't, I, I, I don't think those would necessarily work. But I think there especially, like, I don't, like I don't care about him and Rose. I get I like Rose and she was on screen, but she wasn't that important. Like I really think that he should have sacrificed himself, and that would have had an impact on all the characters. Mm-hmm. But by but take him out of that, or him. she knocks him off That's and right, sacrifices herself, yeah. so her storyline kind of wraps up and goes someplace, and it has an impact on Finn. Not in like, oh, we hung out today on a mission. I love you already. Ah, a bit too soon. Actually, so Amanda, what did you think of Rose? I would like to hear a lady's perspective on on Rose because we're just a bunch of dudes yelling into an echo chamber at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> lean in. Uh, yeah, I um. I wish that she'd been given more, mm-hmm. I guess. Not necessarily more screen time, but I wish that she... it, it She felt so... Uh, Should have accomplished something. Yeah, the character felt very... It's very frustrating. There's something very frustrating about having um, a, a character in a film that I feel like... Are they making a point? Or is, the, is the character just there to serve the purpose of, like, see, women and diversity... Um, when they can be so much more, when they can be so much more. You know, so I thought she had an, like an emotional start. No, you're good. She thought she had an emotional start. I just wish that she, I wanted her to be like good. You want to you want to watch your the the people you're supposed to root for. You want to see them be good at what they do, mm-hmm. even if they're flawed. You know, if maybe they're prideful. I mean, like Han Solo was prideful as fuck, but like he was a good pilot. You still want to watch him. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And be that way. And I just felt like. I felt like the the romance was forced. I feel like every romance in this film was forced. I thought the Kylo Ray thing, I disagree, unfortunately, with Trevor. I just don't like sexy it. Sexy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it wasn't sexy. It was I, I said it was forced. Uh, but I just, yeah, I, I just wanted more for her. And uh, as far as, um, I, I want every character, especially in a movie like this where there's so many, everyone should have a reason for being there. Mm-hmm. You know? And I felt like their mission was just... Why? Yeah. Why did the whole the whole mission? I felt like that, not just her specifically. What uh, What I want to say is, I as much as I love Rose, and I wish that yeah she had a, a bigger point. What I kind of wish they did was give Carrie Fisher's daughter that role, because uh, mm-hmm. her whole point in this movie was reaction. That's all she did. Every shot. Did she say anything in this movie? Or combined the just combined yeah. them? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, she, yeah. She, she had a handful of lines up at the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Well, and she has that cool little look to help Poe. But yeah, but yeah, she, she she's Poe, yeah. a wedge character. I was say, but mm-hmm. why? It's like, yeah. oh, Billy Lord. I I yeah, I know I know that yeah, character. If, if, I don't know her name, but I know that she's there. Yeah, and I would have loved for it's those Chronics two or something like that. <laughs> Chronics? It's like Chronics or Conics or something like that. Okay, right. It's a C yeah. and an X. I have a reaction figure. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I would have loved if those two went on the mission, um, and then like it would still it wouldn't feel like we have another character to to deal with. Uh, I thought the actress was adorable. Yeah, I thought she did a great too. job. I just was frustrated by. I'm like, no, just be good. But I also find uh, Finn very frustrating mm-hmm. as I, I a have, character. I have coworkers. I have a coworker that was like so excited to see Rose. Yeah. She's like, oh, this is gonna be. She's gonna be the best character. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get all the stuff for her because she's great. And then, like the next day, she asked me, like, "Oh, how is Rose in the movie?" And I honestly didn't have the heart to tell her of like, 
She doesn't do anything. Yeah, I felt like it was a wasted opportunity to have a cool, another cool. She like, fails and then and, and then I and I f- die yeah. not dies. Does she die? Is she dead? No, no, she's she can't be. That dead. would be. She's, she's <laughs> that would be the, she's messed a up. Yeah. if she just like I love you. <laughs> right. That's no, what I. They that's have to walking set out of the theater. A, that's what I thought. Love square. Yeah. Between Rose, I want <laughs> Kylo Ren, and Ray. I want to love. Film. Lest Octagon. we forget that Poe and Ray just met. I don't know. That yeah. was pretty well, sexy also, handshake. I mean, I'm, I'm still Woo! I'm still shipping uh, Poe and Finn real hard. Mm. But also Let's that get that love. I feel like those hexagon going. The two th- the two things that really that uh, like show what is really wrong with this series, um, and where it's stumbling, um, is the fact that yeah, Poe and Ray met at the end of this movie. That's really fucking weird. The fact, like, it's been like we we keep comparing them as this the trilogy trio to the, all the other ones. It's like, but they don't even know each other. At the mm-hmm. End. Yeah. Yeah. The end of the movie. But I, and and it was like almost like a funny. It's like funny little nod. It's like hi introductions. Almost like to remind the audience like they've never they've even never met each other. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I know. I hate you. Oh hi, I'm second billing. You must be fifth billing. So nice yeah. to meet you. But then the other thing is, I feel like all the humor and the subversion, and everything like that, is perfectly captured in the iron. When Finn and uh, Rose get their attire, oh, and the scene starts oh, yeah, with the like iron, like it's just like threatening, threatening, threatening. It's an iron. I feel like that's 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 what it is. Hmm? It's just the not the hardware wars. It's, yeah, yeah. So what it was it actually, Frank? Or it you was no, it's for sure. Yeah, that was Ryan Johnson's little uh, not the hardware wars. Was that he couldn't have a, a real iron flying around, but that was the closest that I could make it look like. And even John Williams kind of hit that hardware wars oh, kind of music cool, in there. Okay, well, great, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> not only do you shit on the happy moments, you shit on the ones that I'm trying to make points. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. It was a deep cut. It was a deep I cut. Was, I was going to defend everyone's uh, point of view about why this is divisive, but you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. I'm all in. I love this movie. <laughs> it's just we need to... All, I think, honestly, I, I'm very, I wish we, could, we should just do an episode um, after Christmas where we've all seen it again. Second time. Mm-hmm. And like do a second viewing episode. I just, just can't get enough of us, can you, Trevor? No, I can't. Like every time we one think more. it's the last one, one it's like more. one one last ride. But it's just like the more the oh, more no, I personally don't give them an idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know a crossover we need. Yeah. <laughs> Next the, movie, the, Vin Diesel. The fate of the Star Wars. Rock, Ludacris. Driving an X Wing. <laughs> <laughs> they say they're going to space. Oh yeah. And they speaking of new trilogies. With uh, was anybody like let's let's keep this comparison going? Was anybody worried or upset that they didn't Paul Walker Carrie Fisher? Because they kind of no. did, but not in as definitive a way as they do. No, I wanted to see you again to play at the end of. <laughs> 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 no, I, I'm glad that they didn't um, break the fourth wall in that way. Like I. I've said this repeatedly that I really disliked how they handled Paul Walker's death in the end of Fast and Furious. Is there a Leia montage? Cameron, you can just <laughs> shut right up. Now. Uh, Her no, with like, the Ewoks. They no, they Her like in the trash compactor. <laughs> Sorry, they they you know they pulled uh, pulled me out of the movie in the end of 
Fast Furious 17, Seven. whatever it was. Seven. And I didn't like it. Like you, it's. I think you you acknowledge like the way they did in the very end there. But I think that the best thing you can do is you you play the movie out as it was meant to be. And there's a difference. I mean, they obviously they had all of Carrie Fisher's performance or most of it here by yeah. comparison. But <clears throat> no, I think it would have been weird for them to like make a deal out of it in the story itself. So I do feel like the next film's probably gonna have a time jump, so that way you just she's there. Ha- it has to be. She's died in between, and then you just kind of mm-hmm. move on. She just she just lost her will to live, and after I mean, maybe even the funeral of Leia is an inciting incident of nine or something like that, or they're just coming back from it, or like you can like address it immediately. Or you're right, she probably will die off screen, or just be off, and maybe she's off in hiding, and we just she's just n- we're never going to hear. Princess Leia died. I, I think they have to acknowledge her being gone, though. She's too critical in the course of everything to just go away and never come back. I think if they, because they didn't get make it her sacrifice, I think since they didn't go that direction, then they did it the right way, which is not doing, like, some weird send-off at the end. You know what I mean? It would have felt so bizarre to do some, like, weird send-off at the end. Mm. Yeah. Um, I did love the the dedication to her at the end. I thought I got a little oh, teary course, just yeah. with that one line. But yeah, I think that if they weren't going to make her have the... What's her name? Admiral? Supreme Admiral? What's her name? Vice Admiral Haldo. Vice yeah. Admiral and Haldo. And right, was Lieutenant Connix. Connix. Not Chronix? No, not Chronix. Yeah. I think that... Yeah. I don't know what I was going to say. Uh, mm. Laura, I... I uh, the the way that I wanted the story to go is yeah Leia is the one that makes the sacrifice and then you have uh, not even just that then you have the split uh, leadership where Poe wants a more action military movement where Laura Dern wants more of like we're doing this as a more stealth as a smarter a long game and you have and like she still outranks him. And I would have loved for that conflict to come into into nine, where like Poe can't be the hotshot anymore because they are restricting him so much, and like then he's gonna have that rogueness. Then he then he will have that Han aspect of like, fuck this, I'm doing my own thing. Give me the give me the Falcon, yeah. Well, it, it is kind of a bummer because whatever they had planned for her in nine, mm-hmm. which I really think is going to see <clears throat> like a face to face moment between her and Kylo, which yeah. well, now we're going to miss out on, which I think would be really cool for the story. Yeah, but uh, I mean, personally, me, it's like I, Peter Cushinger, man, just like let's just put a digital model in there. Mm-hmm. Let's just happen. I know they won't do that, but it's like I'm all down for just yeah, digitally resurrect Princess Leia, put her in this film. And then, and then, if Leia had sacrificed herself, Luke would have had an actual fucking reason. To go to the planet, he would feel Leia. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see the X-wing in the water. Yeah, never, it never wants to yeah. come to any use. Yeah, yeah, which is fr- so frustrating. Mm-hmm. How how did you guys feel about Luke not being there and fighting in person, not sacrificing himself, doing using the Force to to like to be there, but not there, and then being like. My job here is done, and then dying. Well, if we're, if we're gonna be pedantic, pulling an I, I feel we must. Um, I was really bothered he didn't have his green lightsaber. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was the one thing, because that was my immediate clue. Beyond the fact that he looked younger and had different haircuts and stuff like that, the one big thing was like he's using 
a lightsaber he does not have that was also just destroyed, so that's clearly not him. Like so, four minutes ago. Yeah, so it was it wasn't a twist. It was a, just an like a very heavy handed foreshadow that that for me took away what would have been like an interesting twist in the whole thing. Because mm-hmm. I just saw it immediately coming like, well, that's, but that's not him. He's not there. So all this is. I watched that scene knowing it was moot hmm. instead of having a, a twist. But that's. Me being pedantic, so by all means. But also, like, that sweet-ass spin move was awesome. Where he just, like, uh, went under the lightsaber mm-hmm. and, like, held himself up with the force and then slid through. I know it was nothing. Was I there, mostly just, like... a moment of slow-mo right there? No, it was all in fast. Uh, there was one moment of slow motion in this movie. I mean, that, it, it, it might have been that then. When, they, when Kylo and uh, Ray go back to back, it does get slow mo. I, I thought there was another one though, but I guess you're right. Yeah, I guess it was there. Yeah. Um, but I will say, I, I, I kind of wished like I kind of wished Luke had been there. Like I get that. Somebody pointed out that it's it's him sending a force projection is a form of pacifism, which I don't necessarily agree with. Wank. Yeah. Um, but I also like was just like oh like he didn't like. <laughs> I might just kill the man. <laughs> Like he like didn't genuinely cut his hair. <laughs> Got a nice dye job. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, just like all right. I mean, yeah. like the the stewards of October, they would have done that for him, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> I want to see five minutes of Luke getting ready with them like pampering yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, I don't know, guys. Like, do you think I can reach back? Like, like, that that okay, that yeah. should have yes, been yes. that should have been the the end scene. Yeah, that we it's all wanted. It was just him, like at a beauty salon with them, just and he's just like, listen, people really don't understand. But then force. <laughs> and they're, they're just like doing <laughs> his <laughs> nails <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. And then force, force Yoda, force Obi Wan. Uh, they're all just there. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess the other traditional. Hey, you, uh, Luke gets back in touch with the force and uses it in a way that we've never seen before, which I guess is pretty cool. You're seeing a different application of the force. But then I'm also thinking, like, wow, this is the last time we're going to see Luke Skywalker. He pretty much just. Is hanging out way far away from the action. Yeah. yeah, like it. It was a waste. Like I think the one of the cool things about the Force Awakens was one of the things that made me most excited was the promise of getting to see Luke again and getting to see like him at his full power. Where's he gonna go? What's he gonna do? And I felt like they were aware that people wanted that because they gave us that weird scene, but they wouldn't commit to it. We also wanted to see him in Leia. Yeah, mm-hmm. and because we of got the that, photos but... that they used to promote the movie, mm-hmm. we like yeah. him and Leia. It's like kind of isn't enough for me. No, it wasn't. Okay, that's all. But what do no, you, especially in the wake of Carrie Fisher's death, what do you make of the line, I'll be seeing you around, kid? Oh, I'm sure he goes back to the Force Ghost. You think we see Luke, uh, Force Ghost Luke I in mean, he, Nine? He's going to haunt yeah. Ben. He's going to go around and just like surprise him every once in a while. If you strike me down in anger, I'll I'll stay with you. Yeah, just gonna like your father. Ben's gonna be trying to like take a shower, and Luke's gonna be there. And I'm sure mm-hmm. he'll probably spinning those dice too. around his finger. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope those went with him. <laughs> yeah, they oh, yeah. Do, yeah, they kind of disappeared at the end. So yeah. I guess yeah, yeah. He's, he's still got. There was that scene though where he says like, if you uh, if you strike me down, I'll always be around you, just like your father. I'll always be with you just like your father. I was expecting him to put the camera to pan, and there's going to be a force on standing right there. I was like, what? I don't, like, I, I made that joke about not being able to afford that, afford that other person. I really don't think they could afford Harrison Ford to come also, back for another there's movie. There's no way he would do it. They, even if none. They couldn't even get him to pretend to be excited to be there. He'd just been like, why the fuck am I here? <laughs> Wait, son of a bitch, I gotta be this yeah, now? <laughs> I thought I was done like, with this. Read the fine print, Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's and then the ghost legal team behind him. <laughs> but it, it is 
disappointing that we've had we never got to see a, a, a scene with the three of them together. Yeah, I agree. All. It's like I feel like yeah, there's one thing to like, all right, we you know we know what the audience wants. We're gonna kind of play against their expectations, but I mean, I think like that, like how do you not have one scene of that in a, a, a franchise that is so, especially the original trilogy, so uh, beloved by so many people? And it's That's what happens. Show. You're mm-hmm. punished when you get greedy and like we're gonna make the fans wait for this. It's yeah. going to be so exciting. We're going to spend so much time building up for it. The universe is like, nope, we're going to take your princess. And that's what happened. Also, they should have known from the get-go. I mean, maybe they weren't planning it the whole time, but I wish that they would have planned that reunion in there. And they had to know that Harrison Ford was only going to do the one. They were lucky enough to get him for the one, you know? Yeah. It would have been, I feel like, to have them all together and then have him die, I felt like I would have had so much more impact. It would have been heart-wrenching. Yeah. You said... I, I'm going to make the same comment that I made in Ragnarok, where um, even, like, fine, he's dead. I accept that. Whatever. Just hold on it for another 20 seconds. Give us time to, like, in, like die in that moment with him. Like, you see the little particles. He, like, fades into the force. Mm-hmm. Like, just set on that scene for just a little bit longer so we can just, like, so you really understand how powerful a moment that is. And to further that, like, there was a character that, again, I didn't really give a shit about who sacrificed herself, and it was beautiful on screen and mm-hmm. very impactful. True. Yeah. So imagine how it would have been if they had just given it its time and had that patience to do that with a character that I actually cared about for mm-hmm. my entire life. But I would have liked it better when Odin turned into dust that his, like, casual clothes just kind of crumpled. <laughs> just uh, felt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His wife Peter would have gone with him. But it's like, his did he have a cape on before? So. Did he have a cape? Um, um, okay. yeah. Oh, I was gonna say like we should probably like wind down here. Yeah. I don't know if you had any other final questions. I'm just getting started. Oh, yeah. so, uh, we're, like I, like the franchise, we're gonna save that for the next one, Frank. We're just gonna tease right. it here. Well, right. but since this is technically podcast of two worlds driving this thing, we like to wildly speculate. Oh, Ooh, let's. Let us. Let's do some nine predictions. Just a little, uh, little hot round robin of some nine. Predi- either a wish list prediction, or, um, or like what you feel the pieces are leading towards. So who wants? To, who's who's got a a thought? Who's got an episode nine thought? Mm. Kylo Ren does he die? Um, at the very end. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I mean, they'd certainly heavily imply that he's not going to get redeemed because Leia says, "I realize my son is gone." Mm-hmm. So, but they had that future vision, which like I saw you in the future and you turned good. He's like, "Yeah, well, I saw you and you turned bad." Was that just Snoke fucking with them both, or is that actually like a future oh. vision? We also know that future visions, as they say in this movie, and they say it in every future vision movie. Uh, it's uncertain, mm-hmm. and it's. I feel like it's going to be a little bit influenced by what they want to see. But I also feel like Le- Leia's statement would have held much more weight and import with me if we'd actually seen any scenes with them and her seeing him being swayed to the dark side and losing her own son. Like, sure. now that we come in, it's like, oh, uh, yeah. this people kind of word of mouth at this point. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. That's right. I, I will say that I, I'm not going to make any predictions, but I... I think an interesting scene in the next movie they could do, which you've never seen before, is the construction of a lightsaber. Like Rey having to go out and build one for herself. Because I, I, I have a hard time believing that in your, your climax, the entirety, one presumes, of the Star Wars 
uh, like Skywalker Saga, you're not gonna have a lightsaber battle. So I think that could be a cool scene. Yeah, that would be fun because that's something because I mean because Luke did it um, in between Empire and Jedi. Yeah, in um, Ben's cave. Or maybe she just goes back and she's gonna have the green one. She just goes to grab it. She's, she's, she's not doing it. She flies back she's there. It's like no one's gonna. Basically, raise raise lightsabers are just pork sitting on it. Yeah, yeah she just steals <laughs> Luke's old hand-me-down lightsabers. That's just it's her true. mo. That's all yeah. she does. Speaking, just a real quick tangent for the the fight scene. So I felt like I wanted to like the in in Snoke's uh, throne room. I wanted to like that fight scene, and I was just kind of underwhelmed by it. And I know we're not seeing the Jedi at the height of their powers that we saw in the prequels, where you get to see them do really cool. Awesome martial arts moves and stuff, but man, this was just like a dull fight scene to me. Mm-hmm. Dude, at the height of their power, to still be satisfying. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. No, I feel like I, I was fair. more satisfied with the the brief battle that we saw at the end of Force Awakens than than this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I also kind of one more note on that. Uh, for me, I feel like the video game Force Unleashed really kind of set a new bar for what the Force is, and no movie can really get to that point because that's what I wanted Rogue One to end with that's what I wanted uh, not Ghost Luke to be there and like use the force to push over all Tear of the ATATs. Tanks. Oh god, that would like not even just rip them apart just like domino effect have one fall and then just boom 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 boom, boom, boom. Um, but but yeah uh, my prediction uh, I, for some reason I keep having this idea of um, Ray and Kylo kind of battling for the next Jedi. Because you see the the one kid with force powers, mm-hmm. and you assume there's more, and it's them. Rey is on her own again, because, you know, she's always on her own at this point. Uh, and it's going to be them kind of competing for almost like the beginning of X-Men Evolution, the first six episodes of that, where it's like the Brotherhood versus um, the, the Xavier Mansion trying to persuade... Mm-hmm. which side they should be on because they're both still gray yeah and so it'll be hard for kids to kind of choose between them mm-hmm. i feel like ray might die i feel like that's something we haven't seen is the heroes sacrifice themselves in the trilogy mm-hmm. yeah. everybody's died in the subsequent stories when they're no longer relevant to it no one's died within it so that'd be something that would really shake shake it up even if, if any of the the three people died I think that'd be a, a a way to sort of differentiate itself, because mm-hmm. like Obi Wan Kenobi and Yoda died, only Jedi good guys died in the original trilogy, um, and uh, technically Jimmy Smiths, but um, <laughs> but yeah, but it's just it, I, like I want to see. I think that'd be something really interesting to see one of them actually fall. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think she's gonna turn to the dark side. Kylo, seeing the fault in his ways, is going to kill her out of mercy, thus bringing him back to the light. And then he's going to start his own Jedi school, but then one of them's going to turn on him. <laughs> then he's going to go into exile. It's going to be a whole thing. Yeah. He's going to start a Jedi school, which then becomes an attraction at Disneyland. <laughs> like, you shouldn't be allowed around kids after what you did the last edge. school. Big that's, giant commercial for That's Disneyland. actually something they're going to add in now into the Jedi training, is that randomly they're going to deem one of the kids as evil, and the trainer's going to try and kill him. Great. Perfect. Yeah. That's uh, that's the final like that's <laughs> that's the new thing of how you get your braid cut off. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> is yeah. you d- defend yourself from your Jedi Master who will <laughs> randomly try and kill you yeah. in the middle of the night. You're going evil. <laughs> did you have? Did you give yours? No, it's uh, as I keep thinking about it. It's 
to kind of go back to another point, it's like these nine films, I feel like it should be, and I know Ben Solo is kind of a Skywalker, but I still feel like, I don't know, I feel like that's, he's like Skywalker light in a sense. And I know that Star Wars has got to change and evolve. It's going to, as even it says in the film, you got to let go of the past and go towards the future, carve your own kind of trail. But I also feel like these nine things should be about the Skywalker family. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, then Ryan Johnson's trilogy is really where you carve out what the new thing is. Sure. So it feels yeah. like this to have, you know, seven, eight, nine, kind of make this already, they're already kind of passing the torch throughout this. I feel like I'm really kind of losing the chance to see the characters that I was excited about seeing come back and really kind of resolve their story. Yeah. Not have them just be like ancillary characters to advance these next generation of people's stories. And if it would have been like their descendants, you know, Luke's kid, Han and Leia's kids, or, you know, whatever, I would have been more invested with them because at least it would still be Skywalker. Yeah. That's my thought. I'm going to come back in a second. No, I was going to ask if that, but that's that's what you think will happen. That's what you want to happen. No, that's my frustration. That like, so yeah, I feel like I'm not going to get. I feel like whatever happens in nine, I'm not going to probably be satisfied because it's not really. I feel like they've. I mean, unfortunately, with Carrie's passing, it's we're not going to get that sort of resolution. Yeah. But I feel like anything now at this point is not going to really be a satisfying resolution for the characters. I was so excited about when they announced that this new these new sequels are coming. Like, oh my gosh, we finally get to see. What happens uh, to Han, Luke, and Leia, and it's it's already been a letdown so far. So I feel like nine will be kind of a, a whimper. So I, I don't know. I feel it, it's whatever happens is going to be even lamer than I think it's going to be. Fair All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Happy on that ending. happy note. Oh, I didn't get to oh, say. Oh, none. you didn't. Oh. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. Well, now I have to like come up with something good. I don't really have anything good. Rose uh, is going to come back and save the day. What are the, Rose is going to get a, a actual um, good, fully drawn character. Um, no, I don't believe that will happen. Uh, <laughs> I hope that they say a good goodbye to Leia, that they like give a, a reason that makes sense in the universe. Do you think that, would you put it past J.J. Abrams to be like, there's another Skywalker and he's a kid that rooms, he's a kid that sweeps. Dear God. Like, Just go back to episode would you, one. Would you put not. it back? Would you put it past him to be like, ah, Skywalkers are not all gone. It's this kid that has, or that's, and it winds up like being that kid in the stable or some other kid. I think the point that was trying to be made in this movie is that like anybody can be the, have the force. You don't have to. Which be a is Skywalker. also what it was in the prequels, right? Like uh, whatever for whatever reason it became conflated that Skywalkers are the only, like Skywalker seems to be naturally attuned to it in a way that seems to be almost hereditary. Mm -hmm. But well, when you're immaculately conceived with the force, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're Jesus, down, when you're Jedi yeah. Jesus, um, I guess I mean the chosen would you, one. Would you put it past him to try to be like, well, there has to be an actual Skywalker, not a half-ass Skywalker, in this ninth film? How would you like? How do you think they will remember Carrie? Will you see? Would it be a photograph? Who? Where, how far into the film is it going to happen? Where somebody looks at a statue, like a like a, a, a monument, or like looks at a photograph, or? It's a nice painting in somebody's office. <laughs> like, oh, there's this Princess Leia. Tasteful throw cool. rug with her. Uh, <laughs> like a holo it would be like a hologram or something like yeah. that. I, I think they will have a funeral for her within the first act, probably like the second or third scene. Oh, that could be a good way. Yeah. Let's, let's get a super time jump, and we're at the point where the rebellion's already won, <laughs> and it's just the next story. It's and just you a see, party. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the giant statue in front of the new council. Uh, that's just a giant Princess Leia. We're back in the casino, mm -hmm. and everybody's yes. partying their yeah. asses off. A bunch exactly. of walks are there. They're all singing, nyeb, nyeb, having a good old time. Yeah. Um, all right. That does it. Hang on. But yep, before, yep. before we wrap up, I want to mention one thing. We need to talk about Trevor's awesome video that just came oh, out. Yeah. Yes. 
So tell, the, tell the people the, the where they can find it. Doom. Yeah, so opening up the same weekend as Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Counter-programming. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, my uh, uh, I made at Comic Con a couple years ago. I sold uh, an animated short to Nickelodeon, and it's finally been released. It's on Facebook, um, the Nickelodeon Animation Shorts page, uh, an extension of the Nickelodeon Animation Facebook page. So just go to Nick Animation, and you'll be able to find it uh, still there on the page. Uh, I, I imagine our episode will have a link to it in the description. Um, well, I write the description, so it will. Be the only thing in the yeah. description. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's fun. It's uh, it's been a, a wild ride for it to finally be out there in the world. It's called Cupcakery of Doom, and uh, as much as I was complaining about it having um, uh, opening up against opening up against <laughs> Star Wars, it um, it has an homage to Star Wars in it. Oh, that's great. The if you watch the explosion, like the way the explosion is done is supposed to like kind of mirror the Death Star. Oh, that's awesome. Explosion. Yeah, like that. with like the 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 fair and the like brief second of silence and everything yeah. like that. It's supposed to be like the the Death Star explosion. Oh, that's, awesome. that's funny. It's very cute. Yeah. And very Thank you. funny. Was uh the mayor was that Kevin Michael Richardson? It, it is Kevin Michael oh Richardson. My God. Oh. Kevin Michael Richardson, Eric Edelstein, um, who seems to be carving a nice career. Uh, playing cartoon bears, uh, and Josh Fadum. They they are my cast. They were wonderful. Um, yeah, Kevin Michael Richardson is like a legit voice actor. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. in everything. He's in everything. He was he's the Joker at one point. He's amazing. Yeah, he was. he's yeah. wonderful. He's he's a wonderful human being. Um, and so yeah, check it out. Cupcake of Doom. Um, my favorite part of this whole experience has been having to hear people say Cheesebert. Such a good like name. have to have to like say and write the word cheesebert <laughs> has been amazing. Well, we're very proud of you, Trevor. Congratulations, Thanks, guys! Yeah. 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 One other thing I want to bring up because I know we love talking about comic book crossovers is, of course, Disney and Fox are now going to be together. Ooh. Just in terms, of how excited are you guys just about what might lay ahead now that Disney has and Marvel has access well, to the majority of their characters again? Fox owns Buffy, right? Should we bring in the Buffy podcast? <laughs> I think they're waiting for us to get the fuck out so they can come in. Um, I mean, we, we talked a lot about this on our mm-hmm. most recent episode. I'd say that as a, a Marvel, especially an X-Men fan, I am very excited for this. Um, I'd say in every other respect, especially someone in the industry, it concerns me, actually. The, the, the consolidation is troubling. Let's only dwell on the comic book aspect. Of okay, it. the comic book <laughs> yes, aspect. Yes. It's amazing. I cannot <laughs> wait for the X-Men to come into the well, MCU. And, like, and what a perfect time. Like, as yeah. the original stuff is dying down, yeah. they get this huge influx of, like, all their other amazing characters. Like, Fantastic Four, all the crazy... Like, what are they going to do after Thanos? Like, who is the fucking thing? Galactus. Galactus. Mm-hmm. Doctor Doom. Doom. Yeah. Doom. We can actually... Like, after seeing how amazing Spider-Man was in Marvel's hands, after varying success with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man... Yeah. Julian McMahon and whatever the hell that guy is, Toby sweep Kevel. them on. Yeah, sweep those motherfuckers under the rug and get an actual Doctor Doom in there. It's gonna be sweet. No, mm-hmm. it's gonna be, we might even get properly costumed X Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but actually get the like the yellow and black Wolverine suit. And uh, Chris is so excited. Ooh, you know he's what? Doing, I, he's with the Italian like hands. <laughs> All right, let me pose one question to you guys, to because fr- I feel like Frank has a just a strong enough opinion, and I know Chris does. Do you want with Wolverine if he ever suits up? Yellow blue, <laughs> yellow brown, yellow blue. 
Um, only if it's a story set in Japan will I accept the browns. I think you start blue, you go brown, and then you go to updated it, it just, blue. It just gets dirty, right? It's it's just <laughs> it's the feces of all his victims. Yeah. Oh, gross. <laughs> kind of hot. Well, though. it's the dark blood stains. The, the, we'll say that makes it the that nice that nice brown. Um. All right. Well, we did tell Buffy we were going to be done about twenty eight minutes ago. So. <laughs> okay. Well, then yeah. Um, so again, thank you everybody for listening. Um, as the head of production at the Nerdist School Network, I would like to use the to speak as this person for a second. I'd like to thank all of you guys for a wonderful year of podcasting. It's been oh, great having you guys be part of the network. Um, as I got to take it over this year, so thank you guys for being a part of this uh, wonderful experience. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Are we all fired? Is that what this is? Yeah, I think this is. And uh, so. I got you some watches. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your service. <laughs> okay. It's a nice watch. Let's, Thanks. Let's yeah. do uh, plugs. Yeah. Twitters and stuff. Hi. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm Amanda. I'm the novice of the novice and Frank. Uh, you can find me at comic book novice on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can hashtag suggestions to Frank and I at uh, using the hashtag the novice and Frank. I'm Frank of the novice and Frank. Uh, I dare you to follow me on Twitter and Instagram. In fact, better yet, this is a great holiday gift. Just get a nice little box, mm-hmm. uh, write down my Instagram and Twitter handle, put it inside there in a nice piece of parchment, give that person that little gift under the tree, they'll thank you forever. Uh, n- and that's never, Happy Go Jack. Never look at Frank's uh, Instagram if you're hungry. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it will drive you insane. <laughs> I know, it's, oh, it's such Frank delicious food. looking food. Yeah. Uh, well, we are at Tim Talk Pod on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Gmail. I am uh, personally at Lordifer on all those same things. Uh, I'm at camdexter underscore adventures on Instagram. And please email us and tell us what we got wrong, because we do that a lot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's, it's our thing. And I am Chris Fimbres from the podcast of Two Worlds. You can find us on Twitter at po2w underscore flash. And you can find me at uh, Benicio Del Toro's personally owned cat house. Nice. at that's the whole thing. Benicio del Toro's personally owned cat house <laughs> is your Twitter long, handle. It's a long, <laughs> it's a lo- it's a long any, one. Any it's a long yeah. one. Yeah, is it underscores or all one word? All one word. Got okay. it. Okay. All right. Well, we always were hoping you would get a Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad you did it. Uh, and then you can uh, follow me at Trevor Copter on all social medias. And thank you. We're back. We get. Six weeks? I think it's Black Panther is our next. Yeah, one, but like right? what? 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 We get like two months, six, seven weeks. So. Yeah, yeah. Till Black Panther. Just enough time to miss each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, how about that? How about that freaking Black Panther Avengers stuff? <laughs> that made me even more excited for this movie. To make me more excited for Avengers. Exactly. So get that Man of Shield. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, that does it. Um, since it's a podcast of two worlds, lid episode. Uh, one, two, three, speed weed. Um, one, two, three, light speed. Ooh. Ooh. Light speed weed? Light speed weed? No, no, fuck light, it. Light, I think light speed weed. Light speed weed. All right. One, two, three, light, light speed, speed weed. weed.